Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Advisor. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming, financial advisor at Fleming Financial Group, serving you worldwide, but based out of Charleston, South Carolina. You can find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. Ryan, I'm sure it's not the first time you've ever heard this, but speaking of Fleming, I sound a little under the weather today, and, and rightfully so. Hopefully I didn't just completely yeah, Walter, you don't. upset you with that reference. Yeah, you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't sound uh so great today and I guess I'll take the the bulk of the talking today. It, it almost sounds like it hurts. Does it feel bad? No, it doesn't. It, it's actually one of the weirder sicknesses I've ever had. It's uh I've had it for a couple of weeks now, but it just sort of it, it's never been bad. Really, the whole time I've had it, I felt great in the head. It's just I can't get it out of the throat and chest and it turned into a small bit of laryngitis. So I'm, I'm going to be on the sidelines a little bit for today's episode, but but we will rebound and we'll be back stronger than better than ever, Ryan. Well, I, f- I feel a little bit bad for you because, you know, we, we couldn't do uh, anything on TV because you got, you know, you got that great radio voice and now you can't even do that. I know, right? When you pigeon your whole, yourself into just, uh, you know, one of the senses, that sense better, you know, have uh, a good other end of it. So if hearing is the sense, <laughs> we need a good voice. But uh, hopefully this is just temporary and, uh, you know, nothing career ending. That would be kind of bad. But uh, no, I think it's just a, a simple little cold that's just taking a little while to get over. But we're on the swing we've got antibiotics in the system now ryan so we're only a few days away from being better yeah perfect that'll always get it done well i'll try to just kind of keep talking a little bit i got a lot to talk about today last week i was in phoenix arizona for a financial advisor conference most of the week got to meet with a prospect who is now a client and then also yesterday um you know it was a very somber day uh waking up i was actually studying for a test that i'm taking on wednesday and to hear the news of uh, you know Kobe Bryant's passing, and it even breaks my heart even more to know that his his thirteen uh, year old daughter was was on board. That's um, terrible. You know, tomorrow's never guaranteed, and I think that you know it, it speaks to everybody out there that you got to live today and live life, you know, for the the moment and be uh, be involved in in every blessing you have. It's just really, uh, it was really sad and shocking, not only to the sports world, but, you know, he transcended a lot of different uh, spaces. So, so many people impacted and affected by it. It was interesting looking at, uh, like, the, the trends on social media. You know, usually you can look and, you know, there might be the top 20 topics. And even during big news stories, the big news story may only, you know, dominate three, four, or five of the top 20 topics. Well, I looked yesterday, all 20 were related to Kobe Bryant. It was kind of uh, kind of interesting to see just that amount of overwhelming response. But I guess you get that when the event is also of a shocking nature like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think the whether you liked Kobe or not as a person, I, I think he embodies so many great qualities of just uh, hard work, determination, passion, emotion. Um, and I, and you know, and a lot of people talked about yesterday. I, I turned on Sports Center because I wanted to hear what some of the greats were saying about you know this tragedy. And so many people talked about how 
Kobe's next chapter was going to be better than his playing career, how he would have, was so passionate about teaching his young daughters the game of basketball and, and life and how much he was reaching out to the community and all the great things that he was going to do with this platform. And uh, it just breaks my heart. I can't imagine what his family's going through. I can't imagine what his wife and their daughters are thinking today. And I know personally, I, I gave my daughter, my little goddess, Jaden, an extra long hug yesterday. I gave Race, my little son, an extra long hug. And I'm sure they didn't know why, but I mean, every day is a blessing. And I think we, not only as Americans, but just people in general, take things for granted. Well, we definitely do, and uh, it's just too bad when these things, uh, you know, that it takes something like this to serve as a reminder. Hopefully, we can remember those things every day uh, to count our blessings and look at those around us and appreciate them uh, for who they are and what they do in our lives and try to pass along goodness to the next person. But uh, unfortunate that uh, Kobe Bryant, you know, passed away along with the others that were on the uh, on the helicopter with him, and uh, it is a good reminder to be thankful for uh, everything we've got in life each day because like you said, the next day is not guaranteed. So it's, uh, it's, it's good that you brought that up on, on the show today. Definitely a current event that has a lot of people talking. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up as well, Walter. Here we are talking about Kobe Bryant, you know, and there's many other, you know, people that lost their lives yesterday, many other families affected. And, you know, unfortunately, we also focus too, many on, too much on stars or, or, you know, movie stars, sports stars, what have you. And, you know, think about the other families involved. And so I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, it's just kind of a somber day yesterday. And here in Charleston, it's a little rainy this morning. And one of those mornings where you just kind of think about, uh, think about life. Yeah, it definitely is. Well, speaking of life, you've uh, been around not only to Phoenix and uh, not only, you know, talking about the things with Kobe Bryant, but I understand you've had some other fun travels recently. Where have they taken you and what have you learned from them? Well, I'm blessed in the fact that my wife just uh, had a birthday on the 14th of January. And one of the things she wanted to do was she wanted to go on a ski trip for the weekend out in Colorado, uh, not only to get our kids out on the slopes, but uh, also her parents are out in Denver. So nice. we did a little weekend, got to see her parents, got to see her family and the kids got to ski, which, uh, you know, it doesn't take much to be a better skier than me, but I never had those uh, blessings growing up to be able to get out on the slopes as a young child. And, and we're a lot, thankfully allowed to let our kids get that experience. So they'll be a, a little bit more uh, inclined to ski as they get older uh, based on those experiences. So we're out in Colorado. And then all last week, I was in Phoenix at a financial advisor conference and then also a client event, which I'd like to speak on a little bit called the American Dream Experience, which was pretty em- empowering and pretty enlightening. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. And then I'd like to hear more about the Phoenix event as well. What do you learn when you go to those financial advisor conferences? Well, there's a lot of education stuff, you know, whether it's something that you've uh, learned previously or talking about the current state of the market. There's some great power in uh, being around other advisors, Uh, not only, you know, just learning from them, but also hearing about their client, you know, possible client uh, situations or stories. And right now in the market, I mean, I think it's a very, very interesting time. And unfortunately, when you talk about the investor psyche, which I'd like to go into later today, and uh, recency bias, I just think there's a, there's a big problem going on right now. And I'm, I'm worried for many, many advisors out there that might not have an investment coach because I think we're in a, a state where uh, investors are going to really hurt themselves. And what I mean by that is... The S&P 500 is the only thing that our the investors in the U.S. really get to see. You know, the S&P and the, and the Dow Jones. And that is, 
just U.S. large cap stocks. And we've had such a run since, uh, you know, the, the crash of 2008. And with the year we had last year, there's so many investors that are trying to put all their money in the S&P. And that is only one asset class. It's such a small percentage. And I really think investors are going to get hurt. So, yeah, talk a little bit more about that. Investor, investor bias, you called it? Well, it's recency bias. Recency and bias. unfortunately, you know, us as humans, we try to do what's pleasurable and run away from pain. And so that survival instinct causes investors to do the exact opposite of what they should be doing. So last year, the S&P had a huge year. And what we should be doing is selling what's high and buying what's low. So we should be selling U.S. large cap stocks that are overpriced and buying the stuff that's low, um, emerging markets, international, small value, and you know buy those all at a discount. And what I'm seeing right now is instead of that, of course, um, you know investors want to go towards the pleasurable thing. They want to know why they didn't earn 30% in their portfolio. They want all their money in the S&P. And of course, if you did that at this point in time, it would be a huge mistake. Not only would you be buying what is expensive, but the the probability of the S&P doing that well amongst other asset classes in the coming years is, is very, very small. And also, look, looking back on history, if you compare the S&P to other asset classes, it has the lowest expected return. Even now, whether you look at it from you know the beginning of the stock market in 1927, or if you look at it from 1990, 2000 to 2019, it's still the lowest returning asset class. However, just because of its current, um, you know, the last two to three years, what it's done and just it being in front of investors all the time, uh, they're, they're failing to see the long-term picture. Long-term versus short-term. Always a big battle, I would imagine, when you try to talk to clients about making the right decisions with their funds and, and with their money. Uh, how often do you kind of have, you know, somebody's personality or their desires tugging you in one direction or the other, and you kind of overlook the short-term or you overlook the long-term? Because the two, I would imagine, are very important to have married together in any particular strategy. Well, that's one thing that is a little bit different about me as an advisor compared to other advisors out there. Um, I think I've uh, kind of evolved in the sense that I don't try to predict the market. I don't try to market time. I don't stock pick. I don't track record invest because it's unpredictable. And I don't want to speculate and gamble with people's money. Uh, there's many advisors out there that are still stock picking, still trying to you know predict what's going to happen in the market. And you know, there's enough research out there, statistics, Nobel Prize winning research to know the asset classes that have the higher, you know, highest rate of return. But you have to play the long term game and not be emotional about what's going on in the short term. And uh, if you play by the rules, you're going to win. And the hardest part I have is coaching investors to not make emotional decisions and stay with their investment philosophy that they've bought into and remind them about the numbers. You know, it's hard to tell investors right now. Do you remember 2008 when the S&P lost 40%? Do you remember, you know, from uh, 1996 to 2000 where, you know, it was right going up on the uh, dot-com bubble, you know, and the S&P was killing it. I mean, I want to say it, it was 20% or more for four or five years before, of course, it crashed. And if you look at it right now, I mean, the, you know, the market is cyclical, of course. It's kind of like a sine wave. And... We've had such a huge run-up since 2009, and I'm not saying that you know it's going to happen this year or next year. I don't try to predict that, but we're definitely due. And 
for someone to want to move all their money into the S&P 500 and try to time the market, it's like probably the worst thing they could ever do. And it's, it's tough having to uh, counsel investors on this on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, must be. Absolutely. And you certainly would know, Ryan, not only from talking to folks who are at the beginning of the planning process, but you know, you talk to folks after they've become clients for many, many years. They stay with you. You stay in touch. Uh, that ongoing communication is part of the service that you provide, helping people continue to make sure that they are best positioned possibly for their financial future and retirement. You mentioned you had a, a client event with some things you wanted to mention. So what, uh, what lessons did you learn there and, and what was the event about? Well, what it was is called the American Dream Experience, and it was uh, an event where you take a prospect or a client, and it's kind of like a two-day workshop, um, and they get to see a lot of the educational materials I'm talking about, the, a lot of the statistics, you know, how to how to win at the market, how to avoid the Wall Street bullies, how to not speculate and gamble with your money, and it was very very powerful. I had a prospect there that is now a client. And she had a advisor that was, I don't want to say a little old school, but I, I like to say that just hasn't really evolved to a investment philosophy that protects um, the individual investor on an academic perspective. So she had a portfolio where there's a lot of stock picking going on and uh, owning a lot of uh, fixed income that is not really good for you. And after seeing all the data, um, she was pretty upset. And she was ready to move her money. And that's what happened. But more so than just that, what was empowering and, and enlightening about the event was we talked about how you know money is just an object. It's a thing. It's a conversation. And unless you really have a true purpose for life and a true purpose for money, nothing else really matters. And trying to find that true purpose really gives light into what's important. Well, Ryan, I appreciate you taking us around some of your recent travels and doings uh, in both the you know the flying world, but also some lessons picked up and learned from meeting with clients and looking at what's happening in the news. So much to be aware of here as we are still kind of at the outset of 2020, and there is no shortage of uh, intriguing news headlines right now that will keep things moving, shaking, and interesting. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it all on future episodes, as well as making sure we're answering your questions throughout 2020 here on the podcast. Don't ever hesitate to send us any questions that might pop into your mind. You can reach Ryan uh, by calling or texting 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. And always online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. Looking forward to a great rest of the year with you here on the podcast, Ryan. Until then, take care and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care, Walter. I hope you feel better. Hey, thanks a lot. I definitely will. Got got the vitamin C turned up high, and uh, we'll be in good shape here soon. For Ryan Fleming, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time right back here on the Pilots Advisor Podcast. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.